to us. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to be home. Amen. Good to be in his presence. You can be seated for a moment. Um, wanted to take a few minutes and uh, let you all know how much I miss you. Missed you. I'm here now, so I don't miss you anymore. I'm, but um, I'm glad to be at home, and it's good to feel the presence of the Lord as we worship. Amen. Good to see uh, sincere and beautiful worship in the congregation. I'm not sure. Are we having Sunday school this morning? Is that... Okay, I just was making sure. I didn't, I'm not in the loop anymore, so I've, I don't know what I'm doing up here. Um, I figured that pastor's trying to pull a good joke on you guys, and I'm the punchline, so, I, I, uh, so I'm just, I'm trying to fulfill my calling in life and be a punchline to it. Okay, that was bad, but and we're glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning and um, feel his presence today. Did you feel the presence of the Lord this morning? Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you thankful for what you feel? Amen. Man, they were singing that special song, and what a beautiful song it was. It reminded me of this uh, scripture in Isaiah chapter 61, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the joy of the, uh, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. Everything that we're going through, everything that we're facing, amen, is for the glory of God. Amen. amen. Everything that we're facing. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. We had a, a special Thanksgiving service the other night, and I'll get to preaching here in a minute, but I'm just going to take my time. Uh, it's 1030, so we got plenty of time. You guys are used to sticking around for a while on Sunday morning. Uh, but... Uh, we were talking the other night and um, had special Thanksgiving service, and I asked some of the young people to uh, just get together a little, a few thoughts and uh, present that to the rest of the youth group, and um, one of the boys got up and was talking, and uh, what he had to say was really good, and it blew me away, and he was talking about being thankful uh, for even the small things, I mean, that, that there's not, a lot of times we're looking for the big things, healings and miracles and uh, souls being saved and baptisms and all these things and our expectations are so high but oftentimes we forget about those little things amen the little things amen that we ought to be thankful for and it got me to thinking about the time that I moved out and I thought I was independent and strong and I was going to take the world by storm and I moved out at the the ripe young age of 18 years old and quit my job like a dummy didn't have any money to pay my rent, and um, didn't have any money to put food in my cupboards, didn't have any money, and it was the dumbest thing I've, Jared has ever done, and, um, and, but it made me realize something, Mom, it re- made me realize that, that when at home, Mom makes cinnamon rolls, at home, there are no-baked cookies, and those are the bad things, but the good things are the fried chicken, and the grilled chicken, and even the uh, herbal life that's always stuffed in the cabinet somewhere that's worth nothing and um, amen but I'm thankful for the little things amen that there's always something in the there's always milk in the fridge there's always cereal 
in the cabinets. Amen. I'm thankful for the little things. And, and, and when you take that and put it in the spiritual side of things, I'm thankful for the little things. Amen. That when I come to the house of the Lord, amen, I don't necessarily expect a miracle this morning. And maybe God shows up and, and surprises me. Thank God for the times that he does. But amen, whenever I come to church, I'm thankful that I can get into the presence of the Lord and feel his presence. Amen. That we can take this time. Amen. I didn't come to church just to go through the motions. I didn't come to church, and I say that often, but I, don't, I didn't come to church this morning just to appease my flesh, but I came to be in his house, to be in his presence. Amen. To feel what we're feeling right now. Amen. This is the reason I came this morning. And if I leave right now, I'm thankful that I came to church on a Sunday morning. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that I have a place to go to where I can feel the presence of the Lord. Not everybody has this. Amen. Not everybody has this heritage that we have of truth and doctrine. And, and uh, we're blessed. We, we ought to be thankful. We have a lot to be thankful for this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I will go ahead and start doing what I prepared this morning. And uh, you guys are lucky this morning because last week... I taught a Sunday school class, had 13 pages of notes. This morning, I only have eight. So last week, I taught for an hour and a half. This morning, I don't know how long I'll teach. We'll, I guess we have yet to find out. Uh, if you can all stand, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. I do want to say how much I miss Pastor. And uh, even though I get to see your beautiful faces, Pastor's not here. I'll see him tomorrow afternoon. We're going to have lunch at Joe's Kansas City. Thank God. And uh, blessings keep coming. <laughs> Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. I do feel like the Lord put this on my heart and uh, preached this once before and um, I don't I don't necessarily know how this will go but I do feel very strongly that this is for um, us today and for myself as well as you and I, we're just going to trust in God and ask him to help us today. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Can you all say that? The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to the men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Happeneth to them all. Amen. The race is not to the swift. Amen. Why don't we lay our Bibles down and uh, let's call on the Lord and ask him to help us this morning. We need his help today. Amen. We're not here just occupying and spending our time. Amen. But we expect the Holy Ghost to have his way. God, let's, let's talk to the Lord together, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for what we've already felt thus far in this service. Amen. I don't want to miss thanking you i don't want to forget to thank you god for those things but i pray that you would continue to move in the remainder of this service god touch every heart and mind i pray that you'd anoint my lips of clay god i pray that you would anoint our ears to hear what you had to say today bless this bless this service god bless every individual in this place in the mighty name of jesus amen amen you can be seated this morning i don't know how this will turn out and um I don't have any expectation. I'm just going to lean on the Lord, and we're going to do our best this morning. Amen. Many distance runners and marathoners 
um, and others who enjoy laborious exercise have, uh, have observed a phenomenon known as the second wind. And while they exercise and they're running, and, um, and uh, after a prolonged period of time, they enter into a state of physical and mental fatigue. And in this condition, their mind reels with reasons to stop the exercise and renew their oxygen levels in their body. In fact, these reasons are legitimate reasons. If your physical stamina does not match the stress that you're placing on your body, it's possible that you can pass out or experience other injuries, and, it's been, and many reports indicate this. However, there is an alternative experience, amen, that may occur for some who pers- persevere through that stage of fatigue, and they receive their second wind. And you have to bear with me as I kind of get this going, but I just want to get in your mind just a concept this morning, and I want to, um, and so you just have to bear with me just for a minute here. And um, there's several different ideas, different philosophies and hypotheses that try to explain away this phenomenon of what's going on in these, these long-distance runners when they're taking mile after mile and their bodies physically are worn and they can't, they don't, their mind is telling them, I can't go another step, I can't go another mile. And um, they're, they're experiencing mental and the mental fatigue is a result of physical uh, uh, Fatigue and and so there there are many scientists have looked at this and and um, reporters and all these different people have interested in this concept and they've proposed various ideas as to why um, this phenomenon takes place. Some link the experience to the release of pain and stress relieving endorphins. Uh, another is that heavy breathing during the exercise provides natural cooling for the body, and after some time, your veins and your um, your veins will dilate and absorb more oxygen while you're breathing harder. And um, cooling can then take place through the skin, so less heavy breath, heavy breathing is needed. And uh, however, the idea that seems to be more commonly accepted is that your body reaches a state of equilibrium where the temperature of your muscles are at optimum performance uh, temperature, slightly above 98.6 degrees, and enough oxygen is being supplied uh, to meet the body's demands, and there's a perfect balance between oxygen and s- oxygen supply and oxygen consumption. Did that make sense, or did I just read a bunch of blur- blobs? So the point was just that um, your body tries to balance out the amount of oxygen expenditure versus the amount that you're consuming. And once that state of balance is reached, then you go, you reach this second win and you feel, so while you're running, you're running, you're running, you're depleting your oxygen. This oxygen level goes down further and further. And, um, but after a while, your body realizes, I need more oxygen. I need something. I, this isn't going to work. We can't carry this on for much longer. And so your body starts to look for alter, alternative routes of oxygen and starts dilating pores in your body and, 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 and absorbing more oxygen. And it balances that out. And you feel, you feel that strength. You feel that boost of energy while you're running. Whoa, I've, I can go a few more steps. I can go a little bit further. And, and that's because your body has reached a state of balance and has reached a place of, of equilibrium and, and, is, and is able to take it another step further. And um, when your body properly regulates 
respiration to meet the long-term demands of steady-state exercise, muscles begin to operate more efficiently and breathing evens out and fatigue is replaced with energy. Amen. This only happens when an individual has pushed themselves until their body is forced balance, uh, your, their body is forced balance out the amount of energy it is requiring by increasing that amount of oxygen or reducing the, reducing the need. So what I'm saying there is that basically it either reduces the need, you sit down, you stop running, or it somehow finds more oxygen. All right. Enough of the boring stuff. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of times in our life, amen, that we feel like we're in this state of fatigue. And uh, we keep on going. Amen. We keep on going. We keep on trying. And, um, and nevertheless, amen, we experience this sometimes physical fatigue. Sometimes it's mental. And sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes we experience this, this concept of fatigue and, and, it, and it weighs on us. And, and we just want to give up and we just want to sit down and we want to throw in the towel. And uh, we're not alone in this. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 through 5. Paul prophesies that, that those that are living in the last day, you're not alone, friend. I'm, I want you to understand that. And this is, this is what the devil wants to make us think, that you are the only one dealing with this problem. That you are the only one that wants, that wants to sit down, Brother Dell. You're the only one, amen, that wants to give up. And, and that's just not true. You can, you can tell the devil, you can go back to where you came from because I'm not the only one. I'm going to make it all the way. Paul told us in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, that this know, I want you to know something, Timothy, that in the last days, Perilous times shall come. You're not going to get out of it. There's no way around it. If you're going to live for God, you're going to go through perilous times. There's going to come a time where you'll experience this fatigue. Amen. You're going to go through it, Timothy. Amen. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. We can go on. But verse 5 says, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof from such turn away. There are some. Amen. That in this last day, I want you to know this, Timmy. This is important, folks. This is important. If Paul thought it was important enough to put in his letter to Timothy and let him know, I think it's important for us to take notice of what he's saying here. Amen. But he said that. He said the last days, there's going to come some hard times. There's going to come some fatigue, Timothy. There's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that you're going to have to put up with. And there's going to be some that have a form of godliness. Amen. But they deny the power thereof. Amen. I want somebody to know in this place this morning, and I feel the Holy Ghost as I'm speaking even now, that there is a power that God wants to give to His people. My God, when the, when the, when the race seems like it's never going to end, and when the miles keep dragging by, amen, just look up unto the hills from which cometh your help. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You want to know how to get more power? Somebody get a touch of the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues again. Talk to the Lord. He'll give you that Holy Ghost power. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Jude 1 and 4 says, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God that's not our testimony here today. Amen. We're here proclaiming the name of Jesus. Amen. That's how we gain a little bit more power. That's how we get another breath. That's how, amen, we, can, we make another step. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to skip a little bit of this this morning. Amen. Apostle Paul. Amen. Apostle Paul. Man, I'm tired. Apostle Paul tells us, amen, that he had to deal with this fatigue. Amen. He wasn't writing an abstract letter to Timothy. Maybe one day, Timothy, you have a problem. No, no. He said, I'm writing from experience. I want to show you, Timothy, amen, that I had to go through this. Your own pastor, Timothy, he had to go through this situation. 2 Corinthians 11, 25 and 28, amen, through 28. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck a night and a day. I have been in the deep and journeyings often in perils of waters and perils of robbers and perils by mine own countrymen and perils by the heathen and perils in the city and the peril in perils in the wilderness and perils in the sea and perils among false brethren and weariness and painfulness. Watchings often hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches amen amen when you amen start thinking about it and we're not supposed to compare ourselves amen among ourselves amen but we're that's not what I'm doing I'm comparing you with the Bible and so um but when apostle when you start thinking about everything that apostle Paul had to go through Amen. You, you, the things that I'm going through are nothing but a hill of beans. They're not, they're not worth anything. That, what my situation doesn't look like. I, I've, never been, I've never been in a shipwreck. I've never spent a night and a day in the deep. I've never, I've never, been, I've never been robbed. I've never, amen, been betrayed by my own countrymen. Amen. I'm thankful. Amen. If, once I start comparing it with this guy's problems, amen, I, I've got it relatively good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But Apostle Paul did not stop there. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, uh, I'm sorry, verse 25, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Amen. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth 
the air. Apostle Paul said that, that I know that I've got this, these problems. I know that I've got these situations. Amen. But I'm not, I'm not going to give up running. I've got a certain destination in mind. I'm going to keep on running. Certainly. Amen. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So in, the, in other words, I'm just going to keep on running. You can't change my mind. You can't change my mind. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go all the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us need to get the same attitude that Paul had. Amen. I don't care what I'm facing. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care if they rob me. I don't care if they take my house. I don't care if they put me under. I'm going to keep on running. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is how he penned these words in 2 Timothy verse 4 and 7, or chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I've made it all the way, Timothy. I want you to know that you can make it all the way too. Hallelujah. 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 I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there's later for me that crown. It's not an incorruptible crown, but it's something that I'm striving for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not to me only, but to all them, to everybody who wants to get in this race. Amen. There's a crown for you, Jerome. There's a crown for you, Nathaniel. There's a crown for you. Amen. Amen. But you got to keep on running. Amen. You can't, you can't give up. You can't sit on the sidelines, Sister Hallie. Amen. You got to get back. Amen. You got to get back up and you got to keep on running. I don't care if I finish my notes today. What I want to communicate to somebody in this place is you ought to get back up and you ought to take another step. You take a Deep breath of the Holy Ghost and keep on running. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 and 1 shows us, amen, that the devil is trying to weigh us down, Brother Dell. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to the Lord for a moment. Amen. I feel God trying to move in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, I need your help this morning. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going somewhere this morning. I don't know if you're going to go with me. Amen. But we're going to go. I'm going somewhere. Before I today. I want to make it to my destination. I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to keep on running. Hallelujah. 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 I mean the remainder of that verse says let us lay aside every way and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us amen it may seem long hallelujah 
That's what he said. He said, whoever wrote Hebrews, he, he was saying, hey man, it might seem longer than you originally expected. It might go beyond what you were originally planning. Amen. But guess what? Keep on running. Just get a little more patient and run, run, run. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what he said at the beginning of this verse. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. Amen. Amen. You look around and you think about. Amen. Apostle Paul, this isn't original with me. You can give the credit to whomever it is due. Amen. But that, uh, that, uh, that this cloud of witnesses as we're running. Amen. You, you have the great apostles amen, that we can read about in the word of God. And you look forward and you see some footprints. And amen, they're, they're vague and they're, they're not necessarily as dominant as they once were. Amen. But you can see them. You can make them out when you're, when you're looking through the pages of God's word. You can see a footprint right here. And, and, and there's apostle Peter's right there. And you see Paul's way up there. And so there's a cloud of witnesses. But even even more fresh those imprints in the ground are your pastor pastor Regan amen taking the steps leading the way showing us where we ought to be running and teaching us and step by step amen you can run with patience and, and know where you're going because there's some footprints already there hallelujah and when you finally take the initiative and step out into this race and begin to run amen there's some footprints that you that Logan's going to be looking for. Amen. He's going to need to know where he ought to be stepping. Amen. He's going to need to know. Amen. How fast he ought to be running. Amen. My God help us. Hallelujah. And as children come up and, and they see mom and daddy. Amen. They know the situation that mom and dad is facing. They realize. Amen. That it's hard. Amen. To keep on running. But they see mom and dad keep on running. Jesus. Come on, I didn't realize how much this was consuming me. But I want somebody to get out of the get off the sidelines and get in the middle of the race and start to run. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy's trying to weigh you down. The enemy's trying to put lies in your mind. And they're trying to produce some of that mental fatigue that you can't make it. Amen. You ought to just lay it aside. You ought to forget about it. Amen. But I've got a message for the devil this morning. I'm going to keep on. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well doing for a due season. You're going to make it. I said you're going to make it. Hallelujah. Amen. You shall reap. Why? How? How are we going to reap if we faint? Not if we Thessalonians 3.13 But ye brethren, all my brothers I want you to know, I'm right here beside you, we're going to keep on running together Be not 
Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's talk to the Lord. He got Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. How do you how do you not grow weary? How do you not grow weary? You just gotta wait on the Lord. You just gotta keep on doing what you know to do. You just gotta keep on fasting. You just gotta keep on praying, somebody. You ought to keep on reaching out to the lost soul. Hallelujah. 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 He'll renew your strength. And then when you get it tired, when you don't feel like taking another step, amen, God's got more grace for you. Amen. He's got more strength for you. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. 37 and 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Don't deviate. Don't change your plan. But keep on going, Brother Dale. Hallelujah. You can sit down. You can stand up. Do whatever you want to do. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to deal with us here today. Amen. I'm not going to stop until I feel like the Holy Ghost is done. Amen. We're going to go somewhere today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. He shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Verse 22 of Proverbs chapter 20. Say not thou, I will recompense evil. But wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Savior. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord just for a moment. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, everybody. Let's worship the Lord just for a few minutes. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're filling up to the Holy Ghost. We want God to have his way before we're done. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Savior, Savior, Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Master, we worship you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. And we're talking about running, talking about making it to the finish line. I realize the time we're trying to 
trying to make sure that we stay within what's normal. But I want the Holy Ghost to have his way this morning. Amen. I'm not interested necessarily in finishing notes or making sure we go by some agenda. Amen. But I want, I want God to have his way. That's what's important. Amen. Don't you feel that way? Don't you feel that way this morning? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. One more time. Can we fill out to the Lord just for a moment? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Master. I love you, Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. Jesus. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel chapter 37, Amen. We know a very familiar, or it's a common story, amen, that's, that's used in apostolic churches around <clears throat> the nation. And talking about revival, talking about uh, a, a restoration of, of old, old things. And Ezekiel chapter 37, amen, that it's, it, I'll just read it here, amen, to bring it back to our memory. And um, I want to make a point, amen, with this story this morning. Talking about, amen, running. Talking about, amen, our fatigue. Amen, how sometimes it grows difficult, amen, to keep running. But, but there is, amen, a promise that we're given if we would keep on running. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And then God said, I'm going to cause breath to enter into you and you'll live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. I, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied side there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them amen these these bones was was a notorious army and it was laid up in this valley and these men had been slain amen on the battlefield and their bones had dried out and they had no more breath amen I want you to understand I want this to be crystal clear in your mind that these these bones were going nowhere amen they were stuck in this valley and nothing was going to move them Amen. Nothing was going to move them, but something about when the Spirit of God moves into a place. Amen. And a man of God, under the unctioning of the Holy Ghost, prophesies to this valley. Amen. Something begins to happen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So I prophesied, verse 7 again, as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and bone came together, bone to his bone. When I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Amen. We've made progress. Amen. There's a, there's a, there is, uh, there is a noticeable, there's measurable difference from where they were before to where they're standing right now. Once uh, they were just a bunch of dry, scattered bones, but now they've got flesh. Now they've got sinews. Now they've got blood in their veins. There's something different. Now they look different. They, they look more apostolic. There's something about these bones now. Amen. There's different. There's potential. Amen, but it's not done. Amen, I don't see a, a strong soldier wielding a sword quite yet. I don't see anyone out on the battlefield quite yet. Amen, so the prophet says, When I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath. Hallelujah. Amen, once there was breath. Once there was some strong men, amen, waging a battle, amen, in the middle of a valley, amen, but something overcame them, something overtook them, they grew, they grew tired, amen, they were tired of wielding the sword, they dropped their shield a little bit, and, and maybe an arrow, an arrow pierced one guy, and then, and then his friend over here got, got shoved to the side by a sword, and, and, and something changed, and they lost it, and they grew fatigued, and they got tired, and they died in that valley hallelujah hallelujah but once there was breath once there was breath amen in those lungs brother Dell that, that man had no problem breathing amen there was breath amen I need some breath this morning hallelujah wish they would have shared with me a little bit amen there was breath in those lungs amen trying to carry out the will of God trying to do something for the kingdom of God Amen. No doubt that they were defending God's kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But there came a second wind when the man of God came and spoke to this, this group of people. Amen. When, once uh, when there was breath, they spent it all back. Uh, no more breath. Uh, they had no more. And they lied, their, their corpses lied, lay cold uh, on the valley floor. Amen. But then something happened. I, I can't explain it. I, I don't. <laughs> oh God. Amen. And I, I, I'm hoping. Amen. That we can we can experience a little bit of this this morning. Amen. I'm not talking. I'm not calling you dead bones. I don't want you to feel that way. You take it however you want to. If you got questions, you can talk to me later. I'm not judging or anything like that. I just want to preach what the word of the Lord is this morning. Amen. What God put on my heart. Amen. But amen. In that valley, dry bones. Amen. Dead corpses. No hope. No destination. No vision. Nothing but in this this story we see a man of God step in and breathe and prophesy and the Holy Ghost came in and gave them a second wind hallelujah my Lord hallelujah amen he said that there was no breath in them verse 9 then said he unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and they stood upon their feet an exceeding great army 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's the difference, amen, between the cold, dead corpses on the ground in the valley and the men right now? There's breath in the bodies now. There's something different now. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is stirring them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jude 1 and 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. When pastor stands in this pulpit and square-shoulderedly pronounces what the word of the Lord is, he's breathing breath. Amen. The Holy Ghost is breathing breath back into this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The phrase that you should earnestly contend is a single compound Greek word. Amen. From uh, agonizamo and uh, the root from which we get our word agonize. And it means uh, to strive and to fight, to labor fervently. Amen. And the second wind, which means against. Hallelujah. Second word, which means against. So what he's, what this phrase is saying is two Greek words. And the first word means to strive or to fight or to labor fervently. And the second word means against. So we're going to fight against. We're going to labor against. We're going to labor fervently against something. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what pastor's doing every time he gets up and preaches an Acts 2.38 message. Every time he gets up and teaches on the oneness of God. Every time he gets up and teaches about holiness and separation. Don't you ever grow tired of hearing that because that's the breath of God breathing into your lungs. Amen. God's trying to endow you with a second wind. God's trying to give you a little bit more grace to go another mile. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is full. What he's saying is we're not warring after the flesh. Our, our enemy is not the one sitting on the pew next to us. Amen. But this is who we're fighting with. This is who we're standing beside. I mean, this is who we're running with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 11 says to put on the whole armor of God. And you can read the rest. But verse 13 says, wherefore, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Amen. When you feel like you've given everything. When you don't have any more strength to swing another, another, another sword. When you don't have the strength. Amen. To run another step. Amen. Just keep on standing. Having done all, hallelujah, stand, amen. 614, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. The word therefore in this phrase is indicating that it's following some, from something else uh, that's necessary. Amen. In other words, stand uh, because you've already been standing. Why do we keep standing? Because that's what the elders did before us. There is, uh, this is where they stood. This is where, amen, they ran. Amen. I'm just going to keep on standing this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we talk to the Lord just for a moment? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Back you can come up here. Hallelujah. Amen. This is where I want to be this morning. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It's of a rushing mighty wind, the Bible says. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. Amen. Once upon a time, if we use the Disney analogy, amen, that there was a wind blowing in the house of God. There was, there was a breath, amen, that was, that was in the house of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, or 2, verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven, except a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. And this is just the beginning. Amen. This is the beginning of the race. We start out with the lungs full of air. Amen. And um, verse 14, John chapter 14, verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Amen. Jesus told us that in the that beginning of the church, amen, when the church was born, amen, gave it a fresh set of lungs, amen, he was ready to run, amen. But at the, at the end of the New Testament, amen, you could read through the pages of history and find out, amen, the persecution that took place and, and realize how real that persecution was. But Jesus gave us a promise to the people that were following him, to the people that were part of this church, that, that greater works than these. Amen. What you read about in the pages of the Word of God, we're not going to lose. Amen. We're not going to lose even a portion of what, but we're going to do greater works than these. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to understand that this is such a, this is critical. The onus is on us now. Amen. If we're going to win this race, if we're going to make it all the way to the finish line, amen, we've got to find out what they were doing. We've got to understand fully what they were trying to accomplish. Amen. We've got to get the spirit, amen, that these apostles had, that our pastor has. Amen. Amen. We've got to get that spirit. It's got to become a part of us. We can't depend on them. We can't, we can't depend on those because at some point that will run out. Amen. But God wants to give to New Life Pentecostal Church a second wind. A, a fresh set of lungs ready to run another race. Just keep on going. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't know what you're expecting. I don't even know what I'm expecting. I just believe that God laid this on my heart for somebody here today. And maybe not just one individual. Perhaps all of us, including myself. Amen. I mean, the Bible says in John chapter 3 that the wind blows where it lists. Wind bloweth where it listeth. And now here's the sound thereof. Canst not tell from whence it cometh or whither it goeth. I mean, so is everyone that is filled with the Spirit. Amen. If you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, if you're going to consider yourself a child of the living God, I mean, you've got to have this breath. You've got to have this wind blowing in your lungs. You cannot, you can't make it without this. We need this. I can't conjure it up for you. I can't produce this for you. Amen. You've got to get a hold of this for yourself. Hallelujah. Why don't we all stand together? Joel 2 and 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my spirit. 
will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth and blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, moon into blood. For that great and terrible day of the Lord come, it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and, and in Jerusalem shall be delivered, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. He gave us a promise. Amen. I will pour out my spirit. I'm going to pour it out. Amen. But I need somebody to pour it out into. I need somebody, amen, to give that second wind. Hallelujah. Why don't we all just worship the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, breathe on us, Jesus. Oh, God, we need your touch today. God, I can't do anything. God, I trust in you today, God. We need your breath, God, to breathe on this service this morning. Oh, we need a second wind, God, to blow through this place. Give grace to your people, God. Give us ears, God. Give me a heart, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you feel like coming to the altar, you're more than welcome to. If you don't want to, stay where you're at. Let's just respond to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I want you to blow on me, Jesus.